This is episode number 142 of the To Birth of Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hi, my friends. It's Jesse. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to tell you that enrollment is opening soon for the next class intake of the Postnatal Fitness Specialist Academy. The Academy is my online course for fitness professionals, coaches, and health practitioners of all kinds who are passionate about serving their clients and patients in postpartum wellness, fitness, and pelvic health support. We are reopening enrollment on October 20th. 20th, 2020. So mark it on your calendar now. The Academy only opens twice per year and this will be the last class for 2020. You can join the waitlist at jessiemundell.com slash fall dash 2020. The waitlist page is available for you in the show notes of today's episode. The Academy is a 10 module course fully online that will equip you with a clear understanding of how to work with people who are very early postpartum and still healing from pregnancy and birth. You'll feel confident in approaching and modifying for various pelvic health and core concerns You will understand how to approach conversations of body discomfort and body image in ways that don't exacerbate harm to your people, and you'll have access to marketing and business coaching materials so you know exactly how to develop your online or in-person postpartum fitness programs, group classes, or workshop series that you want to host. So go ahead, get on that wait list for early enrollment and a discount on your registration, jessiemundell.com slash fall dash 2020 so you get all the details as soon as enrollment is open to become a certified postnatal specialist we so look forward to getting to know you and seeing all that you create with the academy helping to guide you what i really want to talk to you about today is permission to honor your body's needs and all that that looks like and all the different ways that we can think about that. So Mm. what I first want to ask you is when you think about this or when you hear this about honoring your body's needs, what's the first stuff that comes up for you? Like your gut reaction? What do you think about? So thank you again for having me. Um, So yeah, when I think about, um, honoring your body's needs. I think about it in, I always talk about soul care, right? And I think of it as like three dimensions. So there's your physical health, there's your spiritual health, there's your mental health. And for me, when I'm honoring my body's body's needs, I'm honoring one of those aspects. So sometimes I'm honoring my physical, which means that 
I get up in the morning and I really need to move. I need to move my body. I need to walk. I need to lift something heavy. I need to throw things, slam balls, whatever. I honor that. And then there's days when I wake up and like, I don't want to get out of bed. (laughs) You know what I mean? And one thing that I always say to moms is if you only went to sleep two hours before your alarm and you wake up and you're tired, this is not a case. This is not the time for one of those no excuses mindsets, right? This is the time to honor that. This is the time to be like, okay, no, I've only gotten two hours of sleep. And if it's not critical for you to be up right now, if no one needs to be anywhere in five minutes, go back to sleep, right? Let your body get what it needs. And in the same way, if it's my mental, if it's my emotional, it's there are times when you just wake up and you are just not in a good mood. You just wake up or you just have a week where, you know, by Thursday, even you're done, like you're cranky, all the emotions are big, like everything is like messing with you. Maybe it's time to really sit down and think about like, what's going on with me here? Like, why am I so upset? Why am I so cranky? Maybe my mental health needs some help right now. Maybe I need to call my therapist. Maybe I need to journal. Maybe I need to call a friend. You know, maybe I need to write down my thoughts. It's really for me, three-dimensional. And I feel like if you honor each of those aspects of your life, then you're honoring your whole person. I think as people, we tend to think that honoring your body like is just like the physical, like what people, everyone else sees, but there's parts of you that people don't see. And those parts need just as much care and just as much love as the parts that people see. I love how you talk about that. And specifically those three dimensions that you consider, can you just list them again? Yeah. So I consider the physical, so that's the body, what we can see the spiritual that's, um, the part that like kind of encompasses our soul and the mental and emotional, I kind of clump them into two because like if your mental health is suffering, then you're probably like super emotional. And so I kind of clump those into two. And so I think those are the three aspects that really make up like the whole person. Yeah. Love it. Okay. (laughs) I know we have had conversations about what soul care is and you talk about this so beautifully in your work and you have been leading our clients through it thankfully super needed soul care within (laughs) this time period Mm -hmm. so talk to us a little bit about what soul care is and what that means to you so soul care is a term that came up really for me in the midst of all of this in the midst of the last few months where I realized that I was doing all the things that I used to do but I wasn't feeling good. I wasn't feeling happy. Things were just like, like life just felt so heavy all the time. And I mean, granted, there's lots of reasons for that right now. Like the world is literally, in my opinion, falling apart, but yeah, um, it's been really hard, but I kind of um, came up with this concept of honoring and taking care of a wounded soul or doing things to make sure that your soul doesn't get wounded. And like I said, the soul kind of encompasses those three parts that I've mentioned earlier. And so for me, um, I started taking what I call soul care walks. And really, I would literally leave my house and walk sometimes for 30 minutes, sometimes for two hours, (laughs) sometimes even longer. And it was really just a time to just be alone and be in my thoughts and be alone and be quiet and to think and to just kind of dig deeper. And for me, 
why that is so important, why movement has to be a part of it is that for me, movement is such a big part of my life. It's literally the thing that like, I don't know, wakes me up in the day and keeps me going and kind of gives me my energy boost. So like there was like for me when people say, oh yeah, you know, if you need to like, you know, deal with your emotions or whatever, like journal, like journaling is great. I, I do journal from time to time, but for me, I would rather be in my thoughts while walking, right? Talking or whatever while walking, because like that movement aspect for me is really what kind of ties everything together. And so that's how soul care came to be. It's really just giving the care that your mind, your body, your soul, um, your, you know, mental, all of that needs just to make sure that you're taking care of your whole self. Um, and, you know, making sure that you are um, feeling good in all the aspects, not just in the physical, like how you look or how heavy you can lift, but really that feeling of like, okay, this is me. I'm whole. I'm complete. That's really what soul care is all about. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I thought about you last night because I went for a walk by myself for the first time in probably like, I literally don't know, maybe a year, maybe a year. <laughs> I was like, oh, Michelle would be so proud of me I'm right so now. <laughs> I am so proud. I think yeah. it's so important for us, especially as moms, to, like, make that time because there's so much to be said about, like, oh, yeah, let's get our kids out for physical activity and all that. That's great. But <laughs> if we are taking our kids on a walk, they're getting physical activity. We're getting high blood pressure, in my opinion. <laughs> like, we, we need to, at some point, take them home and then go for our own walk so we can get physical activity <laughs> and be happy as well. Yeah. My gosh, that is the quote of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about this before we started recording, that walking by yourself as a as a human, as your own human versus taking small children on a walk, those are completely different experiences. Oh, oh yeah. Very like different. one is enjoyable and one is not. And I think we know which is which. <laughs> yeah. And I think we kind of deceive ourselves because when we first have our babies, right? Like we go for walks and we love it. It's beautiful. They're sitting in their little like stroller thing and they're just cooing and cawing and we're you know, random strangers are pointing out how cute they are. So we just keep going and we think, oh, this is wonderful. But then they start walking and then they start running and we keep trying to do the same thing. Like now it's not cute. <laughs> like, it's not cute anymore. They're still cute, but like the walking experience is no longer cute. And so I think we need to give ourselves permission to take those times for ourselves because walking and being in nature, I was just telling Jesse before we started, my parents live really close to like a park, like a huge, like national park. And I completely ignored this thing in my younger years because I was like, whatever. But now it feels so good to just walk in there because it's just like, even when there's other people walking around you, it still feels like you're alone because it's so big and so wide and so vast that you're not really wondering about like anyone or like, you know, so I think it's so important that we, we take that time for ourselves to do that for ourselves because we need it. We all need it. Everyone needs to take walks. Just go for a walk. If you, whatever you're doing right now, stop it. Keep listening to the podcast, but go for a walk. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. And let's hit on that word of permission. I think that this is so interesting and it's something that I see with my fitness coaching clients a lot too, is like, we feel like it's easier to ask permission or to take the time to do exercise that is more intense Mm -hmm. or that seems like quote unquote worth it. It's going to be burning calories or making us sweat or potentially changing our bodies. But Mm -hmm. the permission to be found in doing anything that is lower level movement that is lower level seems harder for people to ask for. Do you find that too? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, saying something as trivial as I need to go for a walk, you know, alone to your family members, it sounds kind of ridiculous. Like it does. Like when it, when it comes out of your mouth, it's not even to them. They're like, you want to go for a what now? Like my kids, once I say I'm going for a walk, my kids start grabbing their shoes. I'm like, Oh no, I, you're not invited. Like you're, you can't come. Um, and it's, it's that thing where it's like, well, why would you want to do something like that? Like, that's a waste of time. If I said, oh, I need to go for a workout. I don't want to see anyone for 45 minutes. They would honor that. But let's take a walk. And I think it's, I mean, I don't blame them because I think it's that inbuilt thing. Like everyone wants to be out in nature, getting that fresh air and moving and like feeling good and running up and down or whatever. But I think as moms, as um parents of small children, especially, we really, really need to make sure that we're taking some of that time for ourselves. Because like I said earlier, and like Jesse and I said earlier, if you're taking a walk with your family, it's not always relaxing. Sometimes it's great for family bonding time. Like I don't, don't like cancel all family walks on my account, but when you're walking alone, when you're walking by yourself, when you're really in that like moment alone there is something so different and beautiful and like calming that you're able to come back to the ones that you love and give them whatever it is you know they need from you without like that feeling I don't know how to describe it but that feeling of like anxiousness like oh do I need to do this do I need to do that but you kind of feel calm and like your spirit is calm and you're able to be like oh yeah sure I'll make you a sandwich or whatever it may be without being cranky and irritated. So I think it's important to give ourselves permission and to ask for it, um, to say, oh, I need to go for a walk. And don't be apologetic. Like, oh, is it okay if I take a walk? Like, I always tell Jesse this, if you ask someone if it's okay for you to do something, more than likely they're going to say no, because like you're basically... (laughs) Like, it's like every time your child is like, can I have candy? What do you say? No, right? Like, it's just like the natural thing is going to be no. So don't ask in the sense, like, can I say I will, or I would like to, or I'm going to, and let them realize that it's so important. I, um, just to like buttress that point for me, this was a conversation that I had to have with my, um, with my husband and say, look, these walks are literally life or death for me. Like I had to say it to him because I needed him to understand that they were critical. Like you can't book something at 8 a.m. even on a Saturday morning because I need to go for my walk before you leave the house because somebody needs to be home with the children. You know, so it's important for us to articulate how important it is for us. It may not be walking for you. There may be something else that really like gives you that feeling. Um, I found that walking is one of the best things and very a lot of moms that I've talked about this with also agree that taking those solo walks are amazing, but some people prefer bike rides. Some people prefer hiking, whatever it may be. It's really that slow, intentional, like calming movement that 
kind of calms your body and your mind. And so whatever, which of those really like sits or resonates with you is great, but it's so important that you articulate how important it is to you so that those that love you will allow you to do it without making you feel like you're taking away something from them or from, yeah, like we said, being ridiculous about taking walks. Like what's, what does that mean? Right? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I love that as not posing it as an optional thing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the boundary is that I need to do this thing and it's the walk for you. It could be whatever else that's resonating for someone else, but it's not optional. So the boundary is that it needs to occur. And then how can we as the family unit ensure Mm -hmm. that it happens? Because my care is a family value. And I think that that is the thing that gets missed or Mm -hmm. that's the thing we let slide in this patriarchal misogynistic culture Mm -hmm. in which we're all conditioned in is that, mom's care it just slides because Mm -hmm. it's not considered a family value yeah yeah and I think it's very I mean it's it takes a lot of us a lot of time because I think initially when we have our babies we we do kind of automatically make them our entire world right we want to be with this child 24 7 we want to be with our family 24 7 we want to be in this family unit and it's great it's wonderful but once we start making ourselves like, you know, once we start having that like martyr thing going on where it's like, oh yeah, but everybody else needs me, but everybody else, I've found that in my experience, (laughs) it's not going to end well for you because if you continue to ignore your, your, because your body will give you signals, your mind will give you signals, your physical body will give you signals, your spirit will give you signals, you will know when things are off. If you continue to ignore it, and do all the other things that you're supposed to do as a mom, as you know, um, a parent or whatever. Um, it, it you are going to, it, it is going to get to a point where you won't, e- it won't even be a choice anymore. And that's why people have, you know, mental health episodes, or they kind of have, um, you know, physical breakdowns, or they kind of burn out, or whatever. There's so many things that happen um, disproportionately to women. <laughs> in our society because we are the ones typically ignoring our needs i heard a story recently just to give an example of um a couple where the 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 husband was like having like he had cancer and he was his wife was taking care of him and ultimately the wife also had cancer and didn't even know and um she was actually sicker than her husband but she'd been taking care of him. Now, of course, it's the natural instinct to do that. But I think if she had probably stopped to check in with herself at some point, she would have realized that something was up and something was off. But that's something that we don't do very well um, as women. We don't take, we don't do those check-ins very often to be like, how am I feeling? What's going on with me? And so I think it's very, very important to, to, um, so yeah, to not make it negotiable, like it's not negotiable. It is a family value. My health, my wellness, my happiness is a family value and it needs to be given the priority that it needs. So yeah. Yes. Okay. So then the other thing that I think is so critical in this conversation is, and I noticed this with my own self and again with coaching clients too, is this need to separate controlling your body composition Mm. from honoring your body's needs Mm. Mm. because I feel like when we get so tied up and in controlling our body composition and often that 
is shrinking, making our body smaller in some way, in size or in pounds, whatever it might be, then honoring your body's needs, like we're so distracted from it, we can't even clearly feel, see, or understand what that is. Yeah, yeah. You know what, Jesse, when I saw the topic for today, it took me back to about four, three or four years ago when I was like, really into fitness for the body composition part of it. Right. So I was like looking and feeling great, you know, and I was also suffering from postpartum depression and had no idea because I was literally so obsessed with going to the gym and working out that that consumed me until I literally, literally had a breakdown. And then four years later after another baby was when I realized what was actually happening to me four years ago, because this time around, because my mindset had changed because I was less focused on how I looked, but how I felt, I realized that those workouts did make me feel great, but not at the expense of everything else. So just because I got a workout in didn't mean that I felt great. Just because I got a workout in and I lifted all the things didn't mean that I um, didn't have um, postpartum, you know, like it didn't change that. It like, it felt nice to move and it felt great to do all those things. But I actually realized that I had to separate those two things in order for it to work for me. I had to separate like, exercising had to become something that I did for my soul care more than for how I looked. And once I did that, it was easier for me to be like, okay, today feels like a workout with weights or today feels like a walk. That's it. Or today feels like a 10 K run, which I did today for the first time in three years. Yay. Um, (laughs) But like, I can honor that and I can feel great in doing that thing, not because of the results, quote unquote, that I'm going to get, but because of how I feel at the end of the day. Let me break it down a little bit more. So for me, because my focus has now become soul care and I know that my soul, you know, parts of my soul include my body and my mind and my spirit, then I know that there's days when my body is suffering. Like I wake up, everything hurts. Maybe I spent the whole day rolling on the ground with my little kids, or maybe we were moving boxes around, or maybe I redid my kid's room. These are all things that I do like on the regular. Um, I actually redid my son's room last summer. And like this year, I'm like, it's not working. It's not, I don't feel it. We're getting rid of everything and starting over. So his room is like a blank canvas again. I just, I just, I don't know. I just haven't found the vibe I'm looking for yet, but all of those things. So I can wake up one day and feel like everything just hurts. Like I really need a good stretch. Right. And just own in on that. And then, um, because I'm listening to my soul and I know that all these are parts of it. If I just choose like, Oh no, you know what? Today was supposed to be lower, lower body. I'm just going to do my lower. I'm just going to do my deadlifts and all that. I can still feel like crap at the end of that day. Like it's not, it didn't do anything. And that's not, that's not health. Like if it's not making me better in like all aspects, not just one, like we can't just look at, you know, it's like saying, 
oh yeah, I've got this like, I don't know what's a good analogy, but oh, I have got one good tire, but the other four are flat. But like this one tire will get me to where I'm going. No, it won't. You have to take care of the other, you got to put air in all the other tires so you can move. And that is how I take health and fitness now is like your body is, it needs all of these things. It needs your mind to be okay. It needs your soul to be okay and all that. So when I look at my, like, I, I try not to plan my workouts in such a way that it's like, okay, Monday is leg day and Tuesday is no, I honor what my body needs. The aggregate of a week usually means that I get in a couple of strength training workouts, maybe a run or two. And there's a couple of days where I just do nothing. Right. And so at the end of the day, when I look at it over like long-term, it feels good for me because I'm like, I'm doing the best that I can. Um, so I think that is really the difference between that focus on, um, oh, how do I look? Because I find that a lot of women, and I've been coaching women for a long time, and I realized something, we're coaching you, we've got you a great plan, like you're losing the weight and whatnot, but something just doesn't feel right. Like, what is it? And that was that soul care part. That was what was missing. We were just so focused on the look and the new clothes you could buy and all those things and not really focusing on your health. And I don't like, I, I don't want to burst anyone's bubble, but like, if you look great in a bikini, but your mental health is suffering, girl, you are not healthy. You are not healthy. Like you are, you've got three flat tires and one good tire. So you got you have to go take care of the other tires. Right. So I think that is the big thing for me. There is like, it's not just about the physical body composition part of it it's the entire the entire um picture yeah yeah all of that i love it so much and it's been you know my journey has been so similar too and i think about this a lot how uh, you know i had to break down so many ideas and beliefs that i had about bodies specifically and what good bodies are and what less good bodies are and that is a continual practice for me of you know burning all those ideas down cuz they really contributed to poor health for me mm. for you know a couple of decades really from the time i was 8 years old and my eating disorder started till the time i was like mid 20s and started to peel all these layers away and then the other ideas about what good workouts are mm. and what's effective and what does it mean to get results and what does it mean for that workout to have been worth it mm. and this is the work that i see come up with my clients all the time is to burn all of that nonsense down too everything that the fitness industry has handed first of all us as the coaches we need to shift that messaging for our clients but then yeah for the people that we're working with because they have also been fed these ideas that a good workout lasts for an hour that you get super sweaty from a good workout that your workout program is doing its job if you're seeing your body get smaller or if you have more muscle definition or whatever it is and like, maybe none of that matters. Maybe none of that actually matters. Yeah, I think it's, and I think I borrowed this from you. It's like, if you do the workout and nothing else changes, but you get stronger, like that, that was the whole point, right? Like, why do we lift so we get strong bones? So even if I don't look any different in two weeks, my bones are still stronger. I'm still making, you know, I'm still dealing with the possibility of like osteoporosis or whatever in my old age. Like you're still, you're still getting the same benefits as if 
you were seeing physical changes, right? And I think it's very important. Something I've, I have I have had to start saying to people too is that because I and I think why it's so hard, especially for us as women as moms, is that we don't have all the time. Like, let's be honest with ourselves. Like, there's so many things pulling at us twenty four seven that if we really like are honest with ourselves, we don't have all the time to give to all the things that we really want to do. So if we get stuck in that mindset that we need to quote unquote, see results. And by see, that is like physical. Um, honestly, it's not even physical. It's just getting smaller. We just need yeah. to see the getting smaller. And if we don't see that instantly, or we don't see that in some cases at all, maybe we start to think this isn't even worth it. And then people stop. And that is the real tragedy when they stop doing the exercises because they think, well, there's no point because it's not going to work. And I think one thing that we as fitness professionals know is that no plan or no exercise plan that you ever do is going to have you shredded in two weeks anyways. So you still need to keep going and going and going, and you still need to keep thinking about the the ultimate benefit of all of it. And I think I found, not that I think, but I found that what often happens with women is once they start working out and they start trying to, you know, whatever their goals may have been when they started, if they don't see something within two or three weeks, they feel discouraged and they don't want, and they don't like, it's already a time commitment that they maybe don't even have really. And so they're like, then this is now a waste of time. Like, I can't keep doing this because it's a waste of time. And that's the, that's the mindset that we need to throw away is that it isn't a waste of time. No matter what is happening or not happening in any other aspects of your life, that is not a waste of time. Getting those strong bones is not a waste of time. Building those muscles is not a waste of time. It is still going to have the ultimate health benefit for which you're doing this regardless of what you see in the mirror or what your clothes fit like. I think that's for me where I've finally landed even in my own personal journey, because it has been hard for me as a fitness professional as well to be like, Oh, I need to look a certain way. I need to, you know, things, I don't know what it is, but we kind of put ourselves in these like boxes and they really kind of are our own undoing because it just contributes to like mental health issues because you're like constantly, pushing yourself beyond your own limits so that you can look a certain way. And so that people can see you a certain way. Like who cares? Like if I'm happy with what I look like, like if I'm happy with what my life is like, if I'm happy with how I feel, that is ultimately where we're trying to get to not all these other things that people are like concerned about today. <laughs> Absolutely. And so much of it, like you're saying, is this re-education about why we're exercising, mm -hmm. all this remembering of what the benefits of exercise can actually be that are outside of your body composition, changing or getting smaller. And mm -hmm. I love that you mentioned the getting bones, <laughs> getting stronger bones, because it is the thing I've been thinking about for probably the last five years, just being like, oh my gosh, how cool is this? Like my bones are getting denser when I strength train, that's amazing. Yeah. I was actually just thinking about this last night as I was working out. It's like, that's like my driving force to exercise now. Mm -hmm. I have this conversation with a 92 year old woman who is a friend of the family and she spends the summers near where my parents live. And she's 92 and I see her swimming in the lake all summer and I 
I see her doing her exercise classes on the porch and I'm like, incredible. She's 92. She's getting into the water off the dock and walking back up to the porch, up the stairs. Like that's the real goals for me. Like we're talking about body goals, like that's it to be able to have mobility and physicality when I'm 92 years old. Oh, Incredible. No. no, it's so true. And I look up to my mom so well, like she has done a pretty good job in not making body composition a thing for us, but she has always been very like athletic. She runs. Like I remember her trying to take me and my sister for runs when we were younger and we would be like, mom, you're too fat. Like even her walking pace is like a run where like you need to slow down. Um, but like now in her older years, she's still able to do that. Like I can't, if I run, like if I sprint side by side with my mom, she could still win. She's almost 60. Like she can still win. And I'm like, seriously, what is this? And I think for me, that is what, that is where I'm going. That is what I want at the end of the day is, you know, you want that agility to be able to still do all those things and you know still have the strength physically and emotionally to do all the things it's not just about how because as you get older you care less and less about how you look anyways like from what I've seen anyways people are just like I'm still alive I'm 80 I'm good like you know what I mean like no one is here thinking you know I'm alive I'm 80 I'm 21 pounds like no one's thinking that like people are like I'm alive I'm well I can do the things I can play with my grandkids I can go for hikes that is where ultimately your mind is going to be. So why don't we start thinking about those things now? Right? Why wait until we're quote unquote old to start thinking about the benefits of all the things we did? We can start thinking about those benefits now. And those are the things that ultimately matter at the end of the day, just like you said. Yeah, 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 yeah. To really enjoy ourselves and to enjoy our bodies right now. It's such yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah. Okay, so as we wrap up here, yeah. any last like guiding thoughts that you can help people tune into when they are thinking about what they actually might need that day mm -hmm. to honor their body's needs? How do you guide someone? So this is what I say. I say kind of start like the first few minutes of the day, like, how do you feel? So when I, um, one of the reasons why I started taking, like, so the month of August for me was like a walking month. Like I focused purely on walking, taking my soul care walks because I was waking up every single morning with like all kinds of pain all over my body. And I didn't know what was going on. Nothing had changed in my life, you know, but you know, we, sometimes we carry tension in our bodies when we're stressed out and when we're like overwhelmed and like, I'd been home with my kids for six months without any breaks. So like, yeah, of course my body was like protesting. And so I just like tune into it. Like I wake up in the morning. I'm like, how do I feel today? Like I literally asked myself that question. How does it feel today? I was supposed to do my 10 K run tomorrow, but I woke up this morning and I'm like, no, it feels like today because I feel like tomorrow I might be too tired because today is Friday and no one's going to go to bed on time. And like, we're probably going to have ice cream and I'm just going to wake up with like a stomach ache. Like, I know the way Saturday mornings go for me. And like, so I knew I'm like, no, the run has to happen today. And then tomorrow I can rest. I can just like chill and just, you know, take it easy with myself. So ask yourself, like actually ask yourself and your, yourself will tell yourself what yourself needs. Like, you know, <laughs> even if you don't think, you know, you know, trust me. And sometimes it's seasonal. There have been seasons of my life where there was a lot of strength training. There was a lot of movement, like, in like the heavier lifting situation. But there have also been seasons of my life where I didn't pick up a single dumbbell because I was like, nope, 
even 10 pounds feels too heavy today. Not because 10 pounds is too heavy, but it just feels like my body needs to be on its own. My body needs to be on its own. So I think we need to ask ourselves, just wake up in the morning, ask yourself, how does it feel today? You can, and one thing, like the greatness of this, Jesse, what you'll find is that, like I said, the aggregate is you will actually have a really good balance of days where you're having like low impact, slow, you know, like restorative activity, days where you're lifting all the things and days where you're wanting to do like all the cardio. Like, honestly, because I think our bodies are designed to know what they need. Like we just, we inherently know. And so the aggregate of it is when you look at the end of the month and you count, oh, how many workouts did I do this month? How many runs did I do? How many walk? It'll be like a perfect, like one third split. Don't ask me how it happens, but it does. (laughs) And you will feel great as well. So listen to that. And sometimes that also means listening to your body tell you to do nothing. Listening to your body tell you to stay in bed. Listening to your body tell you to ask your spouse or your partner to go and give the kids breakfast because you are not getting out of bed for the next two hours because you can't. Don't say, oh, I feel, no, I, I can't. Like I, I actually, and sometimes you literally can't. You can force yourself out of bed, but trust me, you will feel it later in the day, in a couple of days, in a couple of weeks, whatever. And just stay, sometimes just stay, just be calm and just be by yourself and just take in that moment because it's not always, like I've been saying throughout this entire um, time is, it's not always about the f- workouts. It's about your soul. It's about giving your soul what it needs. And sometimes that looks like a workout. Sometimes that looks like a really nice nap. And sometimes that looks like a calm, tranquil walk in the park. So yeah, you can honor that. Beautiful. I think that's the perfect note to end on for this chat too, is just trusting that you know, trusting that you actually know that your body knows when you ask yourself, what do I want right now? Like permission to listen and then to follow that. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Mashopia. I love talking with you. We could talk about literally any topic and it would be the best. I love talking to you too. And I love like having these chats with you. They really like brighten up my day as well. So thank you so much for having me, Jesse. (laughs) Yes. Please remind the listeners where we can find you on the internet. Yes. So you can find me at, at Bethel, that's B-E-T-H-E-L fitmom.com at Bethel fitmom on Instagram and at Bethel fitmom on Facebook. Perfect. We'll link it all in the show notes and I'm sure we will catch up with you soon. For sure. Thank you so much, Jesse. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 